0: brother Ben, one thing that always felt like it made sense, but then also felt like it didn't quite make sense to me in Harry Potter is why Harry is so affected by the Dementors. Like way worse than any other student at Hogwarts. Sure, everyone has a bad experience with them, like the feeling of cold, like they'll never be cheerful again, like the coronavirus is outside and you can't leave your house for 10 weeks. Can we rule out Dementors? That's all I'm saying. But Harry goes down, hard like passes out on a broom in the air during a storm and also on a train what we know from Harry's perspective is that when the Dementors get near him he starts hearing the screams of his mother as she tried to save him from being murdered by Voldemort and the more times he's exposed to the Dementors the more fleshed out this memory becomes before I fainted I heard something a woman screaming like eventually he can even hear his father james telling lily to take harry and run he'll try and hold them off lupin's explanation for why the dementors affect harry more than the others is that his past knows horrors the others don't and while i cannot deny at all that being present for the murder of his parents wouldn't qualify for a truly horrific memory i'm not sure lupin's explanation 100% fits. But again, let me be clear, I do not want to take away from Harry's suffering. But for one, how is it that Harry has this memory well enough to faint from Dementor attacks, but not well enough to see the Thestrals? Because doesn't it seem like one should make the other happen? And two, while Harry does indeed have a terrible memory of his parents being murdered, He's not the only one who must be having really atrocious memories. Let's take Ginny, for example, who was in the same cabin as Harry on the train and just less than a year ago was possessed by Lord Voldemort himself for like half a year. And yet, eh, she's fine. No, no, no. I think something else is at work here that is causing Harry to faint. And today we get to the bottom of it. reminder that if you guys are looking for some solace or relief from the Dementor <clears throat> Coronavirus, we have some excellent long-form content you can enjoy in the form of our brand new podcast, Popcorn Culture. Link is in the description down below. Okay, so in case your memory is as bad as Ginny's is, I'll say it again. She was possessed by Lord Voldemort for like half a year. And during that time, she attacked a cat, a ghost, several students, and almost had her entire life force drained into Lord Voldemort himself. Maybe that's what he's imagining during the shampoo, like, oh, if only I had that hair. (laughs) But hey, whatever, I guess those memories aren't worth fainting over when you get near a Dementor. Nothing. Uh, but Jay, I hear you saying, she freely admits that she blacks out whenever Voldemort was possessing her, that she does not remember what she did during those times. So of course the Dementors wouldn't affect her because she doesn't even remember it. Mm-hmm, 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 fair point. And yet I would argue that Harry himself was but a one-year-old and has no business remembering these terrible events from Lord Voldemort. But if the Dementors are powerful enough to dredge up these memories in Harry from 12 years ago you'd think they'd be also powerful enough to pull up what happened in Ginny's mind from less than a year ago. Right? But Ginny aside, it's not like other people on the train wouldn't have really horrible memories either. Like we don't know every student at Hogwarts, but they are all at school 13 years after Voldemort was at large the first time and there was killings happening all over the place. Certainly at least one other student would have lost a parent to the Death Eater's cause. In Harry's own compartment, along with him and Ginny, was Neville, who wouldn't maybe have seen his parents getting tortured, but would still have all of the memories of visiting them in the hospital. And we know that is a cut that runs very deep. I mean, just one year later, when Moody shows them the Cruciatus curse, he can barely stand to watch a spider get tortured. Lupin, also in the same compartment, must have all sorts of terrible memories about Turning into a werewolf, which we know, thanks to his bogart, is actively his greatest fear. And even though we don't know her yet in the series, Luna also would have been on the train and she would have seen her mother die right in front of her eyes just three years prior to that point. But no, despite all these other wonderful candidates to faint, Harry is the only one who is sent to Madame Pomfrey upon arriving at Hogwarts. Plain and simple, he's just more affected. And Lupin's explanation just doesn't add up for me. That said, there is an existing theory out there that addresses this exact situation and it does seem to offer up some pretty reasonable results. The theory, <laughs> the theory... According to that theory, the reason Harry is affected so much more than anyone else by the Dementors is because, unlike everybody else, Harry has two souls. His own, of course, and a piece of Voldemort's from the night his parents died. The theory goes that not only does this make him more attractive to the Dementors, but it effectively doubles their power against him, which is why he always ends up fainting. And while that does make a lot of sense, I don't think It totally works. The problem is that it doesn't really take the horribleness of Harry's memory into account. And if more Dementors meant more of an effect, well, like a hundred show up to the Quidditch match where the whole school is, and yet Harry is still the only one who faints. I guess that's not a perfect comparison. We're looking for how one Dementor affects someone with two souls, and this would be like how a hundred Dementors affects people with one soul. So cross multiply and divide for... Fainting? For the life of me, I can't remember third grade math. Either way, this reads to me that it's not a matter of how many Dementors there are or how many souls you have, but it does have to do with the severity of the memory. Uh But Jay, didn't you just spend the first half of the video explaining that Harry's memory, while awful, isn't that much more severe than any of his classmates? Bravo, thanks for listening. Yes, I did, but I also said that Harry has two souls. But Jay, didn't you just say the number of souls doesn't matter? Seriously, you guys are doing so good at listening. Correct. The number of souls doesn't matter. It is the memory, I think, that makes the difference. The trouble is we have been interpreting the memory wrong. We've been assuming that this is Harry's memory of his parents' murder. But what if instead it's Voldemort's memory of Harry's parents' murder. Voldemort is possibly the most power hungry wizard to have ever lived. And his greatest fear is death and wedding planning and the coronavirus. In that moment, during that memory, he would be losing all of his powers and coming as close to death as is humanly possible. Like, here's how he describes the experience to his Death Eaters. Ah, pain beyond pain, my friends. Nothing could have prepared me for it. I was ripped from my body. I was less than spirit, less than the meanest ghost, but still I was alive. What I was, even I do not know. You know my goal, to conquer death. And now I was tested and it appeared that one or more of my experiments had worked, for I had not been killed, though the curse should have done it. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that sounds like it would easily qualify as the worst memory of somebody's life. And given who Voldemort was and what he cared about, I can see why it would be so severe as to make Harry faint when the Dementors were around. It is the moment in time that culminates all of Voldemort's fears at once coupled with pain beyond pain. And on Harry's end, it's kind of like what we said in our Thestral video. Obviously losing his parents is a horrible, horrible thing, but he's only able to understand having lost them, not the act of losing them. It also helps explain why Harry remembering this doesn't allow for him to see the Thestrals because it's not actually his memory. And the reason nobody's able to catch this is because it would be completely understandable for if this was your worst memory, for it to just be your worst memory when in reality, Harry just happened to be present for Voldemort's worst memory. And that is why the Dementors affect Harry so much more than anybody else. Reminder, don't forget to go check out Popcorn Culture, our brand new podcast. New episodes come out every Friday. Guys, thanks so much as always for watching today's video. Don't forget to click that like button if you haven't already and ding that bell so you don't miss any future Harry Potter action from us. If you wanna see why it takes Harry so long to see the Thestrals, you can check out this video right here. Or if you've ever wondered why are not there dementors at the American prison in Fantastic Beasts, you can check out this video right here. But until next time, Ben, I'll see you in another life, brother. Our deleted like, scenes canon. If they help us. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much my answer anyway. We're rather mm-hmm. flexible with whether or not a deleted scene helps or hurts the scenario. Usually it depends on whether or not I think our theory is actively making the story better. And if it is, then I will count it to whatever extent I need to. Right, yeah. Is this deleted scene hurt our theory? No, it doesn't count. It's a deleted scene. Does it help? Yeah, look at this. They almost did it.